Hello and welcome to episode 2 of the Vavil Bundesliga podcast. This week, there's only one thing that matters. Football's coming back. Today, as we're recording this, I'm not sure when you're, you're going to be listening to this, but the DFL have finally finalised when football is going to be coming back. It's the 16th of May, starting with a Schalke Dortmund derby on the first day, which is it's a good way to start football coming back. It's been controversial, to say the least, whether the Bundesliga come, should come back and other leagues using it to compare to for for whether they should do it in their league. Um, I'm looking at England there and the people, the the null and void debate in England, to say the least. But Bundesliga's coming back. We've had players this week who've tested positive for coronavirus. I think they've been 10 in total across the first and second division. But they've still gone ahead with it, even though players and fans, many have been against it. I think there was a, a poll done by Kicker, today and it's saying that now the majority of people want it to come back and it's it's just about time really germany have handled the entire coronavirus crisis so much better than ever and they're the first place who are really in a position to start football and it's not just the top division they've done it for the first and second division the planning for third division in the women's bundesliga but we'll get on to that later that's a a mess as German football can be with who actually chooses what happens and what rules. But Craig, first, what's your view on all this? I am delighted. Um, it's so good to be able to look forward to a weekend again, knowing that I can sit down in front of the telly and watch football. And it's going to be a bit different watching a game without any fans. But, you know, it's it's sort of the first step to... It's back to normal life again. Um, like you mentioned, Germany have got their coronavirus crisis so right. Um, you know, they've, they're by no means near to eradicating it, but they, they seem to be controlling it. And, you know, if if you'd said to me at the start of this, which country is going to get it get it right and manage to play some football again at the earliest, I would have, said, I would have always said Germany. And it seems that all their sports... All, all the sports ministers and you know the government and things there they've really planned this down to down to the final most important points um and yeah and, and it'll be good as well for for the the teams that aren't doing so well and, and that are doing well to earn the position that they're going to finish in or to if they stay up they've earned it rather than i mean you've got the case in france where i think it's uh, Amiens who are complaining that they weren't given a chance to try and stay up um, and they're demanding they're not relegated to Ligue 2 so you know it's it, it's a strange run for, for the other countries but I think it's a giant leap forward to, to sort of going back to normal life and like I said from a personal point of view I'm just delighted to be able to have some football to watch again I, it's, I think it's just hard not to not to get excited about this um, 
feels like we've been starved of football. It might have only been two months, but it, it feels like an eternity, really. Um, I did I did kind of feel uh, we might not get to this point, especially when I, uh, I think I read Angela Merkel was it said uh, opening like the hardware stores and, and the local shops were a bit premature. Um, but I think um, it, it really it's really important to, for, for people's livelihoods and, and the um, and the economy as well to get, get something back to a kind of sense of normality as 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 possible. Um, obviously, it comes down to really like each individual um, ministers of, of the lander to kind of um, uh, bring football kind of back into our lives. And uh, I, I think I read uh, something from Kicker saying 13 of the 36 teams felt like they were really going to be in jeopardy of, of potentially even going out of business. So um, I think um, it, it, it's just great to see uh, football back. And um, I hope um, we can, I hope just going forward, it, it's going to be brilliant. Uh, it has been weird, to say the least, to see the amount of people interested in the Bundesliga and uh, for which teams there are going for. You don't normally see so many people uh, going for Borussia Dortmund. Like, you see a lot, but the amount of the amount of Dortmund fans that have popped up throughout Britain, this uh, this coronavirus slotted out, it, it, it's a lot out. As I said earlier, it isn't just the first division and the second division that have been talked about. However, it's those two that are coming back first. When you get to the three-leaguer, I know that's not what it is, but I, I've, I messed up there, and the Frauenbundesliga, it's a bit more ambiguous as to what would happen, as I say. The DFB are basically saying that they think they could follow that. I, I'm trying to think from... There was a, a statement today by Fritz Keller who was saying that they would follow what the Bundesliga and Zweite Bundesliga have done for theirs. But it hasn't happened yet and there's nothing yet saying on when they're going to be coming back. I think a lot of the third tier clubs have said that they don't want to because of financially. The Frauen Bundesliga, I can see them coming back anyway because the 7.5 million euros goes far for the likes of SGSS and who aren't linked to a a big men's team with money and the rest for Bayern Munich it it's tests and a few people to open a stadium it's not massive money Bayern have well the four teams that have put aside the money to help the other teams as well if German football's come together much better than in England where it's all up in arms as I said we've seen quite a few Dortmund fans pop up recently so, us three thought we would have a go at convincing you for a guide of who to support in the Bundesliga. Now, you got myself, who's an Eintracht Frankfurt fan, Craig, who's a Mainz fan, and Charlie, who's a Mönchengladbach fan. We've got to do that, but some honourable mentions first as well, because we're only going to talk about the three that uh, we care about. If you're new to the Bundesliga, you want the, the hip team. The one that's going to get the Copper 90 documentaries. The one that's got the history. The fans. 80% standing ground. And you don't care that the football is not going to be fun to watch at all. Then Union Berlin are probably a team for you. Neither of the Berlin teams are uh, fun to watch. But Union, they've got the history. They've got the fans. 
that's not going to matter so as much now we've got uh, ghost games which will it won't help me for my Frankfurt point because I think it was pretty much entirely based on the fans. Uh, I don't I don't want to see any more Daddy Costa crosses to no one being put in really, but it it's something that's got to happen with football and we've got to see Bass Doss playing up top again. It's that's what we've all been waiting for, isn't it? So I'm gonna let Craig start and trying to convince you why Mainz are the team to follow. Yeah, so obviously you're gonna try and convince everyone uh, that the right side of the Rhine is the team to support. Well, I'm going to say if you hop over to the left side of the Rhine, over that bridge, you'll get to the marvellous city of Mainz, which is, I must say, I'm not just talking about the football club, Mainz is a fantastic city. It's got a beautiful cathedral, the, the, the square, and, you know, I've been a few times, and every time I've been there, and it's, the people are just so lovely. But anyway, to, to the football club, I went for the first time three years ago, and I fell in love with the club as soon as I as soon as I got there. Me and my mates, we put on Twitter that we were coming and some of their fans replied to us and said, oh, come join us. It's the last day of the season. We've got a march from the old state stadium, which is the Brookbeg, to the new stadium, which is the Opal Arena. Come and join us on that march. Um, come and drink with us after the game. We've got sort of our special ultras area. Um, and from there, the love affair started. Um, I think it's an easy sell to Liverpool fans because Mainz is Jurgen Klopp's club. It was his club. He played over 300 games for them and he managed them for seven years. He got them promoted to the Bundesliga for the first time in 2004. And Mainz uh, love Jurgen Klopp even more than Liverpool fans do. There's some familiar names in the squad as well. I mean, Sunderland fans, G-Dong one is, uh, well, he's yet to play a game for them. He's been out injured for so long, but it'll be good to finally see him in a Mainz shirt when action resumes. Eddie Milson Fernandez as well from West Ham and Chelsea fans may remember Jeffrey Brumer as well. Um, but no, Mainz is a real family club. Don't expect to win every week. Don't expect to be winning trophies. We're very much a middle of the road, middle of the table Bundesliga club. But it's about so much more than the football. It's the feeling community, feeling of family and inclusivity no matter where you're from at Mainz you will always feel like part of the Mainz family and it is just an amazing club that stole my heart from the minute I stepped foot in the stadium um, and I've had many happy days stood in Kublok waving those flags and having a little dance to the Nahala Marsh every time we score a goal which I will tell you now isn't a lot <laughs> but um, every now and then we'll randomly win 5-0 away at Werder Bremen after getting beat 6-0 by Bayern Munich. So uh, if you've got heart problems, don't support Mainz because they'll make them worse. But as long as you can take the good with the bad and the unequal measures, then Mainz might be the club for you. And uh, we start at Cologne on, uh, on the first week back, which is sort of the carnival derby because Mainz at Cologne are known for their carnivals um, each year where we'll dress up in silly outfits and get drunk with uh, a game of football. So, yeah, if Mainz is your club, make sure you, uh, on Sunday the 17th, it's Cologne away. So make sure you're tuning in for that one. Heading up to NRV instead, we've got uh, Charlie from Mönchengladbach. Why why should people follow and support Borussia Mönchengladbach? Well, uh, while you two kind of play around in, in uh, mid-table, uh, there might be a little uh, title 
fight going on over in Gladbach. Um, we, uh, we've already beaten uh, Bayern uh, this season and, and drew with, drawn with Leipzig. So um, I feel like we could we could even play uh, the party poopers in the, in the title race uh, with uh, Bayern still to play. Um, and also we've got one of the most sought after and, and talented uh, managers in Europe in charge in uh, the former Marco Ruza, who's um, really, really transformed the side to to really play in this high energy, um, quick and explosive football. And he's uh, definitely has uh, brought together a, um, a front three that have, have really exploded this season with um, Marcus Turan, Brio Ambolo and, and Alessand Player really combining well. Um, and then you come, to, and you come to kind of the wily old heads where with, with Jan Sommer in goal, he uh, he's an absolute brick wall in between the posts, and um, the skipper Lars Stindl, uh, you'll fall in love with him every time he touches the ball, and and he's been a massive clutch player for the team for years, and um, he could prove decisive again. Um, so if you if you want to come and watch a real title fight on your hands, exciting football, uh, then uh, Gladbach could be for you. Now enough of mindset glad back because the uh the team who matters more than both of them is of course Eintracht Frankfurt if it was this time last year we would have just drawn with Chelsea in the semi-final of the Europa League I would be belting out Europa Cup in diesem Jahr and I'd be very excited we have Jovic, Haller, Rebic up front uh but Freddie Bobic did everything he could in the summer to he's the man who can profit off any player and he profited off every player. It's not been as good under Adi Husset uh, this season, to say the least. We have got to the semi-finals of the DFB Pokal, but a bit like with Mainz, it's not always about the football. If, if you follow Eintracht Frankfurt, then they are an up-and-down team. You, you either compete at the top level of the Bundesliga, you're mid-table, or you somehow find yourself relegated to the Zweite Bundesliga every couple of years, because it it always happens with Frankfurt. Hopefully this year it won't. You've got Philip Kostic on the wing, brilliant player. Somehow he has the most corners failed and the most times possessions lost in the league, but he is a brilliant footballer. You have other players. I joked about Bastost earlier. Let's forget Bastos. You have Andre Silva. Look, who cares about the football? In terms of the fans, the Alf Jitzt, coronavirus thing coming together as an entire city has been brilliant they've been making masks raising money uh the ultras group have been doing loads twinned with atalanta bergamo as an ultras group put a big banner up over the river mine and the fan culture is just something else it has to be one of the best in europe people who don't follow the bundesliga will probably say dortmund are a standout club in europe but i'd, I'd say they've all started on woods give them a, a run for the money they're a brilliant team off the field on the field they have good players kevin trapp andre silver philip kostic are a delight to watch every game some games you will play incredibly some games you have danny da costa putting in crosses to no one but it doesn't matter because it's everything else that comes with the club the city may not be the nicest at all times, but when you're there in the stadium, 
before the game, Imhertz and Von Europa coming out of the speakers. There is nothing more to like than standing on the Nordvest curve for that happening. It is, it's a great club to follow, and they do all right in the Pokal sometimes. If you you want a team like that, they're a good team to follow, and definitely better than Mainz and Gladbach if you're going to pick one. Uh, as part of the honourable mentions, I did forget the other one down here, which is Cologne, and uh, Craig mentioned it. I've got three short phrases down on here. Craig mentioned Carnival, which is one of the main reasons for Cologne. Uh, I've got great fans, because they do have great fans. You saw them, they took over Arsenal a couple of years ago, and took over the entire old London. To be honest, they, they have good fans, and they have a great mascot. I knew this was coming, Adam. I knew this goat. I, I, had, I had other points. I was trying to trying to find an honourable mention to see later on, and uh, there are other points about Cologne. They've got a good cathedral, so of mine's probably a better cathedral in uh, Cologne. Trying to wind me up today. There are all the other teams that I would recommend people take a look at because so many people are interested in the Bundesliga now. Don't just go for your Bayern, Dortmund. Please don't go for Leipzig. Uh, look at the rest of the league. It is a league that's compared to England. It's so full of fan culture and uh, a connection to cities. Every team has their own unique stories, but enough about teams, and onto something even better. So, Charlie, cardboard cutouts. Um, brilliant. I love it. I love that. What Gladbach are doing here. Um, if if you can't if you can't uh, get to the stadium, why not just why not pay nineteen euros for a cardboard cutout of yourself and put it in your seat? It just makes sense, really. Um, I think. There's only so much you can do. Um, it's going to be pretty, for some it might be pretty hilarious watching it, but um, I think it's great just to get the fans' camaraderie together again after what's been going on lately. And um, it's just going to be, a, be an interesting one. No, but it's, it's a nice idea as well with the away end, that they've given the away end away and away fans can submit their car- their photos to put on cardboard cutouts and you'll have a, a sea of all the different colours in the away end as well. It's it's a nice touch and, you know, it'll all go, it'll all be fine until until a head gets knocked off and I wouldn't want to be that fan that's suddenly uh, headless in the, uh, <laughs> behind the goal. Enough about things that aren't on the pitch related here's to another piece of footballing news coming out of Bavaria today there's there's quite a lot to do with Bayern in uh, the rest of this but Miroslav closer Bayern have done a football manager classic and they've gone and signed a legend as an assistant manager Miroslav closer is Hansi Flick's assistant what do you think about that Craig well someone like that with the, all the experience he's had in both domestic and international football, he, he'll be a, he's a perfect appointment for them. He, he knows the club and he knows the, obviously the country as well and, and the football scene over there. So yeah, it's it's a great appointment for them. Yeah, I think he'll he'll command the respect of the players. Um, and if Robert Lewandowski can get any better, then uh, I think someone like Miroslav Klose will pull something even more out of him. So. Um, I think it just makes sense all round for Bayern, um, and as they go in for the uh, into the last uh, last in the into the last straight of the uh, title, I think it's a just a 
genius appointment. This is football, of course, and the transfer rumour mill never ends. The build every club notifications have kept coming through for someone else, like to someone. Let's go to the first player who seems to have another different chapter added to his transfer story every single day. It's uh, Deo Upamecano. He is... He's probably leaving Leipzig. There was something he was very close to buying. I don't think Bayern were 100% prepared to pay all the money. I think Bayern are probably the most likely now. The English clubs who were linked to him aren't anymore. What do you think about uh, him leaving Leipzig, Craig? I think it depends where he goes when you leave a club like Leipzig which is so sort of strong in the league I think the only way you can take a step up if you stay in Germany is Bayern and obviously they're, they're the club with the most money to spend and, and throw about um, and I, to be honest I think the coronavirus does have a massive impact because I think no one is really going to be in the mood to, to come to England to come to the Premier League at the moment in the current situation. Um, yeah, for me, if, if, if I was him, I, I'd, I'd go to Bayern because, you know, if, if you're not going to win the league, league of Leipzig, you're probably going to with Bayern and, and maybe more European trophies as well. So, as well as the Frenchman in the east of Germany, there's another link to Bayern for one of the many that, that have gone on. That is Leroy Sane seems to be switching Manchester for Bavaria. Uh, he hasn't got all the game time under Pep Guardiola at Man City compared to other players. It's it's a difficult place to play when you have so many good players at Man City's contracts up at the end of the season, I think. Don't quote me on that. Uh, Charlie, what do you think about... Do you think Sane will fit Bayern Munich? I, d- I think he'll... Um... Definitely improve them. Yep. Um, I think there was a time just before his injury where he it was really clicking for him under Pep Guardiola, um, and he looked like the real deal. Um, and especially if um, with Kingsley Coman kind of picking up these little these little niggling injuries every every so often and, and keeping him out, I feel if you have someone like Sane there, kind of pushing him, but also kind of commanding the starting berth as well. It it just improves Bayern tenfold, really. And uh, that front three of uh, Sane, Lewandowski and, and, and Gnabry j- just looks like uh, just the most fearsome in, um, linked back in, in European football, really. For, God, going on a year now, I think. It's sort of every every transfer window is really won't he? Will, will they put a bid in? And Manchester City have sort of said that 35 million region, which was sort of banded about a bit isn't enough but I mean when you're a player like that and you've got the opportunity to go back to your home country as well um, which that is obviously a big big plus than him being German uh, you know it's it's going to be down I think it's going to be down to Sane himself if 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 the offer comes in and he, he says to Guardiola you know let me go then it's down to him but it, it depends as a Man City sort of hold out a bit longer or, or just let him go and but he, he would fit perfectly into that side and I think you know ne- certainly next season Bayern would be a much much stronger team with him 
I uh, just one little quick thing to add. I thought, um, particularly with the Euros happening next summer now, it's kind of uh, switched probably his mentality to think I need to play first-team football. And it's whether City now believe they've kind of they've kind of they've they've, they've passed uh, the point of, of of no return with Sane um, in unfortunate circumstances, but buy and maybe represent the, the, the best place to kind of regain is, is national team place as well. The we talked about one Leipzig transfer rumour already. Another Rasenball Sport rumour is Timo Werner. Is he on the way out? Is he on his way to Liverpool? Would he fit into the Premier League? Why my point to start off is why would any player move country or even risk it uh, right now? The chances of there being football next year, no one really knows what's going to happen. If there is anywhere where there will be football next year, definitely, even if behind closed doors, it'll probably be Germany. Moving to England, I'm not sure how like it will happen at some stage because of the financial implications if there isn't behind closed doors football. I don't really see a reason for for either side to to have Timo Werner. The only thing is that when you are going to Liverpool, you are going to, I don't like to say it, but the best side in the world right now. There's no team better. You've got an amazing manager under Jurgen Klopp. Pretty much every single position in Liverpool's side is filled with a top-level player. Striker is one of the few where they have players who can play well there. Bobby Firmino normally plays in a, a false nine. But Werner in the Premier League could do a lot of damage. He's been brilliant in the Bundesliga. He is so fast. I wouldn't like to see how fast Liverpool's attack are going forward on the break once you add in Timo Werner because I don't think anyone will be able to cope with that. His transfer fee has been one that's, uh, no, that, that's not, that's from Lacanos. Um, so yeah, I've got two points down in the document for this. I'm going to go to Cray first. Will he fit in at Liverpool and how will it affect RB? Well, I wrote down in, in my notes for this, what kind of role would he play? Because you look at that Liverpool side who do you take out for him to fit in? Because you look at, apart from that bizarre Watford result before football stopped, that Liverpool side were unstoppable. Who do you take out of that side and think, ah, oh, no, we'll just take him out, put Timo Werner in. He scored 27 goals in 36 matches before the, before the suspension. That is outrageous. It is, he's just such a good player. But, where does he fit in? Because they're such a strong side, Liverpool. They are world class. They're storming away with the Premier League. You know, it's it's really it's really difficult to get my head around where he fit into that side. I mean, I don't know if, if you've got any ideas. And for Leipzig as well, they are taking a massive risk because no matter how much money they get for him. It's going to be really hard to fill that, fill those boots, and I think if they if they can hold on to him and get the or get a decent replacement, 
then yeah, maybe Leipzig could be sort of title challengers and maybe even win it next season. But yeah, like I said, it's it's a difficult one for me because I, I can't see where he'd fit in. That is a good point with anything to do with any transfer rumour that gets brought up with Liverpool. Any player can be linked to them, but they are such a good side that no player can immediately swap and change and, and fit into a position without affecting it so much already. And how many players in that Liverpool side is he already better than? Uh, that's a, another question. But Charlie, what do you think about the uh, Werner-Liverpool I think it it would fit. He'd fit perfectly at, at Liverpool, and, and exactly what they need. Um, I know you can't, you can't really knock uh, being uh, European champions, but that if you have Divock Origi kind of going down in Liverpool Liverpool folklore, I feel Werner could could go down as as, as a legend uh, at Anfield. Really, if he comes in, um, I think it's exactly uh, the type of player Klopp would look to bring in. He likes to like polish rough diamonds. Um, like a Mane and like a Mo Salah, and I just and I feel Werner's at, at, a, at a higher level than and than, than them when when they came in. Um, so I, I feel it's just it's that's what they need. They need to they need to bolster their squad. Um, and and it's more of a point of uh, how is how is Klopp gonna decide as opposed to uh, Werner kicking his heels on the bench or things like that. I feel he'd definitely come in and and starting in that team nine times out of ten. There is one more point that I think we should get on to that's been... There have been so many transfer rumours and, and contract rumours. We could talk about Manuel Neuer's buying contract forever, because it seems that is going to be a never-ending story throughout the entire summer. It'll last as long as coronavirus does. For how long it takes Manuel Neuer to sign his contract, does he, what price it'll be. There's another one that was from kicker this week that i think makes sense how you martinez is set to leave bayern uh what do either of you two think about having martinez leaving bayern do you think they'll miss him that much i think he's, he's, someone of his quality is always going to be missed um regardless of uh age or uh, how much he plays um but i i feel sometimes you got you got to cut your losses at a time and know when is the time to um sell on a player and um this one this might be it um for him for for Javi Martinez himself a uh, a return to Bilbao might be attractive now um maybe see out the next 3 4 years of his career or maybe even a spell in the Premier League he's he's still only 31 years old i think so he's he he appears to have um still some time in it some time to kind of play at the top level. So uh, I definitely feel like a top six team in the Premier League, would, he would definitely uh, strengthen. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. I think he's one of those players that an ambitious club would look to sign. And, you know, he's he's won those seven straight Bundesliga titles and he, he broke that record of Bayern for 100 wins in the, the shortest amount of time. And, He's at that age where he's got the real experience, but he's probably looking to move on to something new and sort of prepare for the later stages of his career. And I think, I, I don't know why this just popped into my head, but like a progressive club in the Premier League, like you might laugh at this, like Wolves, who are 
looking to really push on and become sort of a, a stronger team in the league, looking for that sort of European football every season. Um, a team that could do with that European and that winning experience and, and obviously international experience and who has played for a big club. Um, so, you know, it's it, it might be the right move for him to, to, to sort of get out and, and sort of try something new towards the later stages of his career. That, that kind of move really reminds me of the, of the Jao Moutinho one slightly, um, where you just bring that quality in. You, you, you know, as soon as he walks into the training ground, he just, he's just got that air of, of, of a winner. And um, yeah, exactly somewhere like Wolves, it, it could really propel them into, into uh, Champions League contention. Thank you for listening to the second episode of the podcast. Did say weekly in the first episode but it doesn't take a very high level mathematician to work out that it's been a bit more than one week since first episode but now that the Bundesliga is actually back hopefully we can get this on the regular schedule that we we want it to be uh by the time you're listening to this who knows football could have been played again you could be listening to this a time but we fingers crossed we'll be back next week reacting to what has happened in the fixtures, what the first round of Ghost Games has been like. It'll take a while to adjust to them, but it'll be nice to see football. Thank you for listening, and if you haven't already, follow us on our social media at Vavil Bundesliga. We cover news regularly out on there, and subscribe to the podcast so you know whenever the latest episodes are out. Goodbye. <laughs>